<clears throat> What's up, listeners? We got a memo podcast back at you. A little later than usual. We've had a little scheduling conflicts, but we're back now. Um, yeah. Half of us, yeah. So Zay is actually coaching uh, or running a soccer camp, which is what he does, which is really cool. John is being a good coworker and covering someone who's sick. So it's just myself, Michael, and Roland here with you tonight. But just because there's half of us here doesn't mean we're going to give half the content. We're still going all the way through. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Dak Prescott and his contract situation. Um, Jadavian Clowney and his holdout. Will he be traded? Our thoughts on the preseason. Our thoughts on hard knocks. Um, Roland's going to touch on the Premier League, which started on Sunday. I think there was a game on Friday, but it officially started on Saturday. Started on Saturday. And then if we still have time, we're going to do, we're going to hop into a ESPN mock draft for fantasy and we'll just go by your picks. If anything stands out, we'll give a little, you know, thoughts on it. We'll see how that goes. But like I said, me and Roland here to take care of you, bring the news, bring the memo. Um, So Roland, why don't you start us off with the whole Dak Prescott situation? Yeah, so... Uh, this was news on Monday when we were going to record, but if people still haven't heard about it, um, it's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Dak Prescott, a, on a rookie contract with the Dallas Cowboys, um, Jerry Jones said, I'm going to take care of my quarterback. Uh, you know, I'm going to give him a contract. He's still got, I believe, two years on his contract. Um, he's actually on his last year. He's on his last year because he wasn't a first round pick. Uh, okay, so but still picked up the same year as Ezekiel Elliott, um, and uh, so they offered this man a thirty million dollar a year contract. I don't know how much is guaranteed. I don't think they released that type of stuff. Uh, but he said uh, no. And said that he originally the reports were that he wanted forty million, um, and obviously this is negotiations. There was no way he was going to get forty million. Um, it would probably end somewhere around like thirty three, thirty four, thirty five million a year. Um, but we don't know how much he he came back asking for. Uh, all we know is it was more than thirty million, um, and. That's crazy because Russell Wilson, who has won a Super Bowl, consistently brought been one of, you know, and, and this is coming from a uh, moderate Seahawks fan. Um, Russell Wilson, for many years, has been one of the few consistently great things about the Seahawks team, uh, and he is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL uh, at the moment, and that is, he's getting $35 million a year. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who has also won a Super Bowl, and uh, despite some of the recent uh, stuff about uh, recent questions about you know his leadership ability and and all this stuff, he's still a great quarterback with a cannon of an arm, and he's getting thirty three and a half million a year. So the fact that Dak Prescott and his agent have the nerve to say I am just as good as these 
future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It blows my mind. Um, it's just like, when's enough going to be enough? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. And honestly, he I, I thought that he's kind of lucky to have even gotten $30 million in the first place. Um, he should have taken it and ran with it, and that could have been it. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, they Last I heard, they the Cowboys are they're like training in somewhere in California or something like that. And, um, once they get back down to Dallas, that's kind of when, when these, um, contract talks will really start heating up because they can actually meet on a daily basis, not talking over the phone or anything like that. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? I, it just floors me that, that yeah. someone has to do that. <laughs> so just a couple things just to, you know, bring it, keep in mind is, so the Cowboys have pending free agents of Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott at the end of this season. And Zeke Elliott is holding out even though he has two years left. So obviously Dak and Amari are your top two priorities in my opinion. With the top being the quarterback, so Dak has to be your top priority. Carson Wentz got $32 million per year for his extension. So you have to think... No matter what you think of Dak, he deserves at least that much because he's been more available than Carson Wentz. He has more playoff wins than Carson Wentz. And statistically, in both wins and losses and passing yards, he is better than Carson Wentz. So all of those factors, as his agent, that's what you take to Jerry Jones and say, hey, Carson Wentz got this. If you look, there's really the only metric that you can argue Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott is potential. Do you disagree with me there? No, right. I don't. Okay, so given that he should get, no matter what you think, and I don't think he's a $32 million quarterback, but that's what Dak Prescott deserves. Now, in negotiation, obviously... You're going to ask for more than you're going to get. They're going to counteroffer it. You'll counter again. So probably he's going to get, if I were a guessing guy, excuse me, around $34 or $35 million, making him close to the highest paid quarterback in the league. I don't think Dak Prescott is that quarterback. But the Cowboys, for this year, don't have any other option. But I was thinking about this, and I was, and I, you know, listened to other podcasts. But, you know, if you're the Cowboys, and he doesn't take, let's say it was thirty million less than Carson. Let's say he, he didn't want that. Okay, and I was listening to John Middlecoff, and I really agree with this. He says, pull the offer off the table. If he doesn't want thirty million, let him play out the year. Dak's not gonna sit out. He's owed two around two million dollars, so he's he's definitely in for a payday. But pull the thirty million dollar offer, let him play out the season, and then you have a couple options. You can franchise tag him for a year, which will be you know probably around thirty million dollars again, or you test him against the open market. Now think about this, Roland. Go through the teams. 
you know, to best your abilities as quick as you can, what teams would need a quarterback next year? And I'll help you out. Bengals. Dolphins, assuming they don't think Josh Rosen's the answer. And if he can't beat out Fitzpatrick in camp, I, I see a concern there. Yeah. Um, maybe the 49ers, if Garoppolo gets hurt or just doesn't play up to his contract because they can cut him. So those three teams for sure. I'm pretty sure most other teams have young quarterbacks they're willing to go on for the next couple of years, right? Yeah, maybe the Vikings. Maybe. Well, I mean... Car- isn't isn't uh, Kirk Cousins coming up on a contract? I think he's got one more year after this season. Okay. Never mind that. But, I mean, let's say the Buccaneers get rid of Jameis and any of those other teams I mentioned before. Which one of those teams is going to want to sign Dak for $30 million when they could draft a potentially a Tua, Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, Jacob Eason... There's going to be a sleeper quarterback that comes through. All of them are going to be cheaper than signing Dak. So for Dak, who's going to sign you at that much other than the Cowboys? So I think he should have taken that deal. Does he deserve it? We'll see. With Amari, he became a much better quarterback, and they turned their season around. So if you sign Dak, you got to re-sign Amari. And Zeke, like I've said before, I think you trade him. So that's what I think about the whole Dak situation. <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, it's actually good that you um, mentioned that. I I have. I, it seems like, you know, I'm not a huge Cowboys fan, so I always kind of, you know, maybe look at look at them a little subjectively. But looking at the numbers, they have actually, what is it? They've won the NFC East. Uh, two out of the three years, and uh, I thought it was funny the way that you spun the whole playoff wins because he's got one playoff win versus Carson Wentz's zero because you know he's been injured. And yeah. All that. Um, but, but also, Dak's been to the playoffs more times than Carson. Regardless of Carson and that the, their Super Bowl year, he would have gone right, but he he wasn't he wasn't healthy. So you you know I'm all for players getting paid. Um, and Carson Wentz is one of my favorite quarterbacks, but if I'm Dak's agent, that's what I put to Jerry Jones. Well, but see, I guess the other thing you have to consider is two years ago, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate quarterback literally until he got injured. Um, and have we ever looked at Dak Prescott and said, he's an MVP contender, you know? Right. Oh, you're right. Um, so, I mean... Like, well, like you said, the potential for Carson is higher. Um, that's the other thing. Um, looking at this from the other way, I know when everybody was talking about, you know, Dak Prescott, like like a question of his longevity in the league because um, he is a little bit more of a mobile quarterback. Um, they don't really – a lot of people don't really see him going long in the NFL. Um, maybe like – kind of like Cam Newton or something like that, where they had, you know, like nine or ten years, but not, certainly not going to be like a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type of uh, time spent in the NFL. So, you know, it's like, okay, it's a lot of money to pay up now. Um, 
but he's going to be out of here and because he's you know going to get beat up and and all this like he he's going to be out in you know six or seven years so like it's not that big of a hit in the long term so that's something to consider too my only argument against that roland is that the cowboys have when healthy arguably the best offensive line in the league so you know he maybe he stays in the pocket a little more and he, i wouldn't say he's he's kind of runs like russell wilson runs runs when they have to but he moves to uh you know find open receivers um but i i, I just wish you know i don't know if they're even considering this but like who else who would pay Dak? you know the pay like even if you go like older quarterbacks like with the saints patriots you know chargers steelers would they pay Dak that money if you know one of their quarterbacks were to retire i don't think so i think they'd go you know draft especially considering the quarterbacks we're seeing in college right now i mean that's one of the things that i'm looking forward to the most is is you know seeing uh jalen hurts versus alabama um because you know we're gonna see that um, either in the college football playoffs or, or somehow the they'll they'll make it so that they play each other in a bowl or something like that. Um, so you know, and then um, yeah, there, I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of good talent in college football right now, especially quarterback wise. Um, Clemson, Alabama. Georgia. I mean, all these quarterbacks that were all in these three schools, Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia, have all dispersed. Um, you know, I think Washington took one of the Georgia quarterbacks. I forget the, which one. Um, Jacob Eason. They took Jacob Eason. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's we're going to get to see a lot. I mean, everybody says we're in the golden age of quarterbacks right now. Uh, we're just getting started. Yeah. So... Uh, and this, so kind of transitioning to Zeke, you know, he's still holding out, even though he has two years left on his contract, hasn't reported, still in Mexico training. But if you're the Cowboys, right, and you don't want, and you don't sign Zach right now, what if you were to trade Zeke away to a team, get a first round pick to a team, and are you telling me if the Cowboys had two first round picks, they couldn't finagle away to get a high draft pick and draft a new quarterback themselves endless possibilities so i i I feel like dak's been in the same system for a number of years with the same coach you know same team that's a big factor um so i if i were him and obviously i'm not the starting quarterback of the dallas cowboys but i i would take the money you know i would take it Especially, I mean, I, I, when I found out that he turned down this deal, I did some, like, rough crunching of the numbers versus the salary cap. And Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper alone would take up almost a third of the cap space. So the cap space is at $188 million. Yep. Uh, two hundred thousand, and if you're given Dak 
anywhere from uh, 30 million to 40 million. Um, plus, Zeke probably wants 11 or 12, um, at least 10 million. Um, but you know, like Todd Gurley and, and all them are getting paid like 13, 14. Um, or actually, I don't know if he's getting 15. Um, and then Omari Cooper is probably somewhere around 16 million dollars as well. So it comes out to roughly uh, 60 million dollars, roughly. Um, and that's about a third of the cap space, if not a little bit more. Right, and you which gotta. Is absurd, seeing as. That's not even counting like like defensive ta- or uh, offensive tackles. I think for the for defensive tackles, they're some of the linemen are the second highest paid on a team behind the quarterback. And you got 50, 50 other men that you got to pay. So right, and plus you got you know, eventually those linebackers are gonna want to get paid and. Uh, you know, some secondary, they, they got to figure this out. And, uh, even though the, excuse me, the cap's going to go up, they, it's something to figure out for sure. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date. You know what happens, uh, with Dak and the rest of the Cowboys, um, Dak and Amari have already said they're not going to hold out this season. Um, so it'll definitely be interesting to see how it all plays out. A couple other Holdout news, Melvin Gordon is still holding out, and he has requested a trade, but I feel like we've talked about it before. Not much of a market for, you know, an extension for him and what the Chargers could get back, so not much has been coming out there. Um, Judevian Clowney is really the only big one. Judevian Clowney and Trent Williams are the only ones left, but a little different situations. Trent Williams, Redskins left tackle is holding out because he doesn't want to play for the Redskins. It's not really a matter of money. It's the fact that he doesn't trust the owner and the medical staff, especially um, because I read a story, an article online where he had this growth on his head, got it checked out by the team's medical staff. They said it was fine. He later went to an outside source or another opinion, and they said it was a tumor. Obviously not good. Probably shouldn't should have gotten that taken care of earlier when he first found it. Um, so stuff like that, and there have uh, been other Redskins players to speak out about the Redskins medical staff. So Trent Williams looking for a new team to play for, just somewhere he can start anew. Judevian Clowney on sought after. Yeah, it, that being yeah, you're right. He is very would be highly sought after. Um, but the Redskins have said they're not looking to trade. They're not going to trade him. So we'll see what happens there. For Jadevian Clowney, on the other hand, he just wants more money. Now the Texans are a little bit of a mess. They don't have a GM, but there are reports Jadevian, excuse me, will get traded, maybe soon. However, since it's past July fifteenth, no team can sign him to a long-term extension, complicating trade talks. And he is he's yet to show up. So what I'm thinking, if you're the Texans, if you're gonna trade Jadevian Clowney, you're you gotta get a, a left tackle or something to help um, Deshaun Watson and protect him because you missed out on some top talent in the draft. You got Tyus Howard, who's a project. You reached for him. So 
you got to look for teams with some left tackles to spare or swing tackles to spare. So one team is the Redskins, but, you know, they have Kerrigan. They got Montez Sweat in the first round. If they wanted to trade Trent Williams, but they're not going to, it kind of seems like a good match, but you kind of have then an overflow of defensive linemen, so maybe it's not worth it to re-sign Jadevian after this year and give up good draft capital, so maybe we'll pass on the Redskins. Um, you know, you could say teams like, really, who wouldn't want another pass rusher? But I was thinking about this today, and it's like, you know, the Jets don't really have an O-lineman to spare, and would they really want to give up young draft capital for Jadeveon? They could afford him, obviously, but I think for the if you're the Texans, you got to get that tackle, and they just don't have a spare. Um, I, I'd say the same situation with the Dolphins. The Bills were rumored to him because the former GM of the Texans was, before he was the GM of the Texans, worked for the Bills, and now he works for the Bills again. So there was rumors there, but many insiders have shot that down. So Bills aren't an option, even though, you know, I would like them to be. The Patriots, you know, I feel like the Patriots would work great with Jadeveon, especially the connection with Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. But Roland, you can especially speak to this. Do they really have assets to give for someone like Jadeveon Clowney? Uh... really sure but we don't need him the Patriots probably uh you know Bill Belichick's a defensive head coach um the, I think I, I was just looking at it yesterday they have everybody's got or some of the, like the early polls have the Patriots defense ranked like number fifth or sixth in the NFL and you know we kept it we managed to keep a lot of the a lot of the players uh, that managed to hold the Rams to three points in the Super Bowl last year. So it's just, it's, it's, it's yeah, he's a big name. Uh, it would be, you know, good, but I don't think they need him. Yeah, I, I know watching the Patriots, I, it's always so frustrating because they're so well coached and they don't have the best talent, but... They're always top of scoring defense, and that's the category you need. You know, they might give you a lot of yards, but they're not going to give up a lot of points. Um, and you're right, Bill Belichick can—he can just develop talent, and he just knows when to let players go. You know, Richard Seymour—he let Trey Flowers go. They could have re-signed him on the defensive line. Um, so, I feel like if Bill Belichick is not going to trade for you, there's a reason. So, um, but other than that, the only team that I could think of that would take Jadeveon Clowney, well, maybe, maybe the Cowboys, but they got some other issues they got to figure out first, is the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's because they have Jason Peters at left tackle, and they just drafted Andre Dillard out of Washington State to, I think, replace him. And a lot of reports I've heard is... He's doing real well, but they also have the guy who played for Jason Peters when he got hurt, uh, Hala Palavati Vitae, I think his name is. They call him Big V. He played for the Eagles, you know, played well enough. They got, he can play, and I think he, at least right now, would be help Deshaun Watson, so 
you know, the Eagles are have, you know, won a Super Bowl having a plethora of pass rushers. They lost a few this year, but they're not depleted. They don't necessarily need Jadeveon Clowney, but I think getting him, I, realistically, out of trade partners, that's who I saw them going with. Um, I don't think they trade him in division. Um, I don't think, you know, the Chiefs, no. Chargers don't really need him. Maybe the Raiders, but what could the Raiders give you? Give Houston? Um, Denver, you got Bradley and Miller. In the north, you got the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Bengals. None of that. None of those teams really sound like they're looking for a trade for Jadeveon. You know, the Packers would be fun. Also, the Packers would be fun if they traded for Melvin Gordon, but um, like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. Detroit, probably not. You know, Minnesota, no Chicago. There's really not many teams that I could see giving up a ton, especially if they don't see, especially for potentially a one-year rental in Clowney. Yeah. So they're kind of, I don't know. He's asking to, I read a report, he's asking for like to become the highest paid DE. I don't think he really has the stats to produce it. But he is a good player nonetheless. Yeah, maybe Seattle. They got rid of Frank Clark. Yeah. Uh, this offseason. But, yeah, aside from that. It, it's just like, what would you give up? I agree with them. Yeah, exactly. Would you give up a one for him, but then you got to pay him again? You know, You know what I mean? It's just so tough. All right, well, we'll we'll let that simmer. Um, we'll go hard knocks and then preseason. We talked before we started recording. You haven't watched any of it. Have you read about any of it? Uh, no, not really. Every once I just kind of hear about some of like the I what was it the first right after the first episode? Um, I was listening to the radio. And heard about John Gruden's uh, nightmares and dreams speech. Yeah, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, and you know, I just hear about how much of a clown Antonio Brown is, really. Um, so yeah, it's. But other than that, <laughs> so I've watched it. If you have HBO Go, I'd recommend. I think you can watch it on NFL.com. Uh, I will check for us, but. Um, to be honest, I've been a little underwhelmed. It doesn't really have the pull that I thought it would have. You know, it's all surrounding John Gruden, who's a really good TV personality. It's surrounding Antonio Brown, but his issues, you know, everyone knows about, and there hasn't really been anything big um, that the show has shown that you can't read somewhere else. So I'm a little underwhelmed. Um, but next episode should maybe change because Antonio Brown is reportedly back at camp. Um, but I, I, I like it just because I like to watch, you know, the behind the scenes stuff in the NFL. But other yeah. than that, it's nothing like the, I thought last season's was way better so far, um, to this point. So we'll see. Um, yeah, that's. That's about it. 
not like I said, nothing special. On actually, honestly, the coolest part about this last episode was they kind of dove into uh, Sean McVay and how he got his start with John Gruden and the Buccaneers. So that was kind of cool, um, oh, especially okay. with um, you know the Raiders and Rams had a they had a joint practice. So, you know, they kind of touched on John Gruden and Sean McVay, basically saying he started out as a secretary. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. That's probably the best part. All right, let's move past Hard Knocks because no one else watched it on here. Uh, did you watch any of the preseason? Uh, I just like a couple minutes. Um... I wasn't able to watch the Patriots game, and if I don't care about preseason football, I certainly don't care about preseason football that isn't the Pats, uh, but I was excited to see that they, like, throttled the, um, the Lions. Mm-hmm. I think they beat them, like, like 40-3. to Yeah. Um, and apparently Nikhil Harry's good. Uh, if we wanted to rewind um, back after the draft, I remember saying, you know, why don't we get D- DK Metcalf? And then they went and picked up Nikhil Harry. And I'm like, who is that? But he's like in some of the early running for offensive rookie of the year. And apparently he had a pretty good showing in the first week and has, has been pretty good throughout training camp and stuff. Um and then I wanted to watch some of the Kyler Murray um, debut, but I guess when I turned, by the time I turned on the TV, he was already done. Um, I know a little bit, you know, I, I read up on how each quarterback did, each of the three big quarterbacks did, if we wanted to talk about that and whether or not it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... Let's get to that. Um, I will say just about stuff you talked about. Um, so the Patriots. But before I get to that, actually, the when I watched preseason, I usually only watched the third game because that's when a lot of the starters play. Or I'll watch the Bills game because I'm a fan and I know a lot of their players. But for me, watching, um, I've watched it a little differently because we're doing the pod now, but it's a lot to keep in mind what the preseason is for the starters you know it's not really for the starters it's really for those fringe players um on the roster bubble undrafted free agents veteran free agents and it's important to watch out for injuries like the 49ers nick bosa and d ford are both injured um nate sudfeld broke his wrist i believe and that why is that important Carson Wentz, we've talked about, not always the most available health-wise. Um, so that Nate Sudfield was his backup now that Nick Foles is gone. Um, so that that's the one thing you want to keep track of. You know, Andrew Luck is injured again. Is he going to play for week one? We don't really know right now. That's, so preseason is really injuries. And then those later round players, unless you have a big QB battle like the Dolphins. But... TJ Yeldon, for example, on the Bills, the Bills have LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, TJ Yeldon, and a bunch of other young guns. 
TJ Yeldon fumbled in the red zone, and then he didn't play it the rest of the game. Not a good look for him. Um, the wide receiver on the Browns who returned a punt for a touchdown. The, the great story, you know, he was homeless, sleeping outside before, you know, the Browns signed him to a little contract. But he scored on a punt return, so showing special teams values. Maybe he'll stick around as a sixth player on the practice squad. Just players like that is what the preseason's for. And like you said, to watch uh, some rookies. So Nikhil Harry uh, makes a lot of has made a lot of good contested catches, back shoulder catches. Um, so Tom Brady, you know, good for that. Maybe a good replacement as much as best as you can for Gronkowski. Um, as for Kyler Murray, I also watched his play. Um, he played about ten plays. He had a big arm, small guy. He could run around a lot. He looked he looked pretty good. All things considered. Um, what else? Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Daniel Jones had a good drive statistically. I don't know who was playing for the Jets defense. I don't know who was playing for the Giants offense. But when you go 5 for 5, 70 yards and a touchdown in your first preseason game, you're looking, you, you know, a lot of Giants fans are pretty happy about that. Yeah. Um,. And then on the flip side, Dwayne Haskins threw two touchdowns, had some had some wild throws, but had a pick six and was playing against a tough Browns defense. Didn't look so good. Um, what what else did you what did you have about those quarterbacks? Um, yeah, I mean, so Dwayne Haskins, you know, if you look at the numbers, it seems like, you know, after the draft, it was like, oh, like the Redskins totally. You know, did super well in the draft. They waited and managed to still get their quarterback, whereas it seemed like the Giants severely overreached to get Daniel Jones. And then, you know, you go and if everyone wants to base it off of this first preseason game, they go and say, well, the Giants are were smart for doing what they did. Um, it clearly wasn't a reach, and, and Dwayne Haskins is going to be a flop or something like that. But... The other thing to consider is, uh, first off, it's one game, and it's the preseason, like you were saying. Um, You know, the the star wide receivers, um, as well as, as well as, you know, the rest of the, the other big players aren't necessarily on the field. So, yeah, the defense will be tougher, but your... Uh, receivers will be a bit better. Uh, the other thing is, Dwayne Haskins played, I think, like six or seven drives. Um, and Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray both each played a drive each. Um, so it's like, okay, yeah, he went five for five, but he was only out on the field for like ten minutes. Um he only threw five passes. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was eight for 14 with, like you said, two interceptions and a touchdown or something like that. Or no touchdown. Did he throw a touchdown? I can't remember. I don't think he threw a touchdown. Or he might have thrown a touchdown. Who knows? Uh, but, so, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it was... It's tough to judge. You kind of just got to sit back and see. You know, it certainly seems like Wayne Haskins is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Um, and 
let's be honest, the, the Giants are, are a bit of a mess. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and you got to remember, yeah, I don't think Eli started at all, so Daniel Jones was playing with the ones, Dwayne Haskins I think was playing with the twos or threes, so you're playing with the worst people. Maybe you're not on the same page. My prediction is Dwayne Haskins is going to play a little better this next week, and Daniel Jones is going to play a little worse this next week. Kyler Murray, probably not going to play a ton again, um, but I'm sure he'll look fine because he's been the starter the whole time. He is the starter. Um, yeah. Preseason for rookies up and down. Uh, the only other rookie I can really you know, make notes of is Ed Oliver because he's on the Bills. Um Went up against Quentin Nelson, and everyone's saying he he did fine. You know, like he held up in arguably one of the best uh, offense offensive linemen in the league. So that makes me feel good. But once again, it's still preseason. Um, the one thing I argue, it just irks me, probably because I'm a Bills fan. But everyone would say, oh, Josh Allen was not accurate as usual. So he was six for eleven. So percentage wise, you know, fifty four percent. Um, but he had one drop I can remember. And so if he makes that, he's seven for 11 and that puts his completion up to like 64% and they probably aren't saying that. So just, I feel like preseason's known for like nitpicking and you're just like, it doesn't really matter. You know, like I said, it's all about those depth players. It's all about injuries, installing teams aren't even gonna, you know, show, they're real defense. They're not going to do their big offense. They're just, you know, getting reps in to see differences between players and this, those depth ones. So uh, week two starts actually tomorrow, and there's games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Monday is Raiders-Cardinals on ESPN. So tune in to watch Kyler Murray. I know I will. And then, you know, we'll be back here. And also next week, we will, I think... So our fantasy draft is on Sunday, right, Roland? Yep. So we probably won't live or record that one for the pod. But we'll probably talk about who we drafted. Um, you know, what we thought if we're mad at Kyle because he went on auto-draft again. Um <laughs> But, Roland, do you want to do a mock draft right now? Um, yeah. All right. Let's do it. So let's try to get in the same one. How big is our league? Ours is an 18 league. 18 league. All right, so let's not do that. But let's go. We need one with two. Are you on the page right now? Uh, yeah. Alright. There's one that says
Uh, let's see. So you're in the app. You go to my team. Oh, sorry. Not even. Just go. Oh, mock draft. Yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. Let's see. What do you see with two openings? Let's do. Do you see the Seattle twelve team mock at nine ten? Oh wait, that's full. Chicago ten PPR. There's a Baltimore or that has nine. Uh, no, it doesn't. Tampa Bay. Yeah, let's do that one. PPR mock. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Oh, you're in too. Sweet. So I am... Oh, I'll go six. All right. Yeah, there you are. All right, so we have Roland, <laughs> Roland at team one. So drafting one overall. I'm at team six. So we kind of have a, match, or a mix and match of, you know, if you have an early team draft position if you have a later team draft position granted this is an eight team league so it's a little different from most i'm in you know leagues with 10 i've been in leagues with 12 so it's going to be a little different but this gives us an opportunity to see what random people are you know thinking of drafting um who well, like i said ours is an eight team league so yeah so this will be very similar to the one we have do you know the draft order yet, or are we randomizing it at the start? Yeah, it's supposed to randomize okay. day one. Yep. So ro- it's in you know, the reverse snake order, so whoever yep. has first pick has last pick of the second round. Yep. Uh, whoever's got last pick of the first round has a back-to-back pick. So it actually kind of sucks if you're like right in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's nice. Because, some, you know, if you're first or eighth, then you're either waiting a whole round for people to get through or, right. or a whole two rounds. There's not really any good or bad. It's all pretty even. Yeah. It's just the thing that sucks is when it starts taking, when people start getting on auto pick, yep. and then it just takes the top ranked player. Yeah. That's left. Um, so, um, so, so we're not going to record this whole draft for you guys. We're probably going to do it probably the first few rounds just so we get a draft, a, a pick of the first few players. And then Roland's going to talk about the Premier League. Probably as it still goes on, we just won't tell you the picks. Um, so talk about the Premier League. Before I forget, I know Xavier's sports moment of the week was the fact that the, the Pittsburgh... All right, sorry about that. Uh, Xavier said his moment was that <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates are four and twenty-one since the All Star break. Pathetic. I don't know why that's his moment of the week or month. He just wanted to draw special attention to it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, whatever. It's just—it's one of those things that it's like—it's so sad. Yeah. That it's like funny. 
<laughs> I I feel bad because the Pirates were a good team, like literally three years ago. Yeah, it's tough. Maybe four, four, five. It's so like yeah. Next year we're gonna have to do a or sorry, not next year. Next week we're gonna we should start doing um. Like divisional winner picks, with subject to change, obviously. But uh, we gotta do something like that. We'll have our fantasy things. Talk about week two. Football's coming back, man, and I'm I'm all for it. Thankfully, it's back. We got three more preseason games, and then college football will be back first. I I'm gonna predict it right now. It's gonna be Clemson winning it all. On August 14th, Clemson's going to win it all, unless Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. Also, because we have a minute before our draft starts, but what if? What about this, Roland? So, Andrew Luck's hurt, right? What if yeah. he like, doesn't play, or he plays a, little, a couple games, gets seriously injured again? I'm pretty sure his contract is set up in a way that the Colts can get out of it without a lot of cap damage. So, they play... This year with Andrew Luck, and then they play like J- Jacoby Brissett or someone else the year after. They get the number one overall pick, and then they get Trevor Lawrence. How crazy would that be to go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck to Trevor Lawrence? That has to be like the best luck ever for okay, a franchise. But also, with only one Super Bowl win. That's a good point. Like. But at least you're yeah. winning, you know? It's it's better yeah. than, like, the Bills being terrible for 20 years and not yeah. having oh, yeah. any quarterbacks. Yeah. That would it's, be incredible. I thought... Would be, yeah. It would be pretty crazy, especially... Yeah. As a, as a Patriots fan, that... that Patriots-Colts rivalry hasn't really been the same since. I know, and everyone thought it would be with Andrew Luck. And it's just, they don't play each other enough, one. And two, they, uh... When they do, the Patriots always whoop them. Yep. Alright, Roland, we are on the... Fault. I'm on the clock. You're on the clock. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if it'll actually put me in first. Enter the draft. Alright. So, you know, first pick, you're kind of stupid not to take a running back. Um, They changed the format. You know, there are a lot of good running backs. Uh, David Johnson and all them. Basically, anyone's going to get a good starting running back first round. Um, oh, there's still uh, two minutes before the draft begins. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, we just entered the draft room. and. Alright, so, can... Roland, you're team number one, so we can talk about it. But, at the top yeah. of the board, there's Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke, David Johnson... Then the best wide receivers, you know, Devontae Adams, Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Julio. Where where are you thinking? Uh, you know, I 
I'm not super great at, at fantasy drafts because I always, I definitely always reach for a quarterback to try and make sure I get a good one before everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably a little too early on some of my picks, but uh, the first first round's always a no-brainer. Take whatever the best running back is, uh, unless you know. Um, Yeah, I mean it's still running back. Like, uh, and then second round, you know, if there's still a really, you know, good running back, like like Todd Gurley's pretty low in this in this draft uh, thing, and Melvin Gordon, those are both like easy starters. Joe Mixon, and and they're kind of buried under some of the wide receivers. Um, you either want to fill out your running back position first, or get like one or two, uh, you know, you can either mix it up uh, running back and wide receiver or whatever, but I usually go with a good running back, whoever the best running back is still. Um, So, like, you know, if I didn't have the first pick, uh, I would probably look at someone like Alvin Kamara. I had him last year, and he was a beast. Yeah, I'm very high on Kamara and McCaffrey this year. If I'm at the top, I'm going one of those two. Yeah. Um, normally, I would 100% agree with you. Go running back and or wide receiver at the end your first round pick. However, I, I was talking with some coworkers today, and th- you know, if you're in a 10 or 12 person league and you're drafting 9, 10, 11, 12, why wouldn't you take like Travis Kelsey at one, you know, the best tight end, and then take like. I don't know, Devontae Adams or some top wide receiver with your second pick, and in the third round, maybe you get a Leonard Fournette or something. Like, You know what I mean? Like, There's so many options. Yeah. All right, Roland's on the clock. He's got a minute left. Let's see um, where he goes. Probably go Saquon first. Right. Any reason? Because like, for me, if I was in your position, I'd be like Kamara and McCaffrey because I know they have better quarterback team around them. I just um, he's gonna get a lot of touches this year, don't you think? Yeah. If, if you know, if if Eli's, I mean Eli's Eli, he's not gonna. He can't throw the ball nearly as deep as he uh, used to be able to, um, and he's also, you know, been pretty fragile. So, like, you know, if Eli starts week one, Saquon will get as many touches as he got last year. Uh, and then if Daniel Jones starts, you know, it's a rookie quarterback. Um, I just, I, I think. Saquon will be pretty consistent this year as he was last year, if not have a little bit better numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, my brother was talking about Saquon Barkley, and he thinks that Saquon will get burnt out at some point because, I mean, they just ran him to death last year. Uh, and so he would probably look at trading Saquon at like the trade deadline. Um, That's interesting. 
or somewhere before that. Uh, I don't know. It depends on how he's put out, you know. Yeah. If I, if I if if I if I see that he's you know kind of slipping, this dude is still on the clock. He must be away from keyboard. But I mean, he, he so Saquon went one, McCaffrey went two for those keeping track at home. He's gonna, and then he's about to take Camara. Camara's yeah, gone. So. And, but yeah. Um, and then know, Bell I, went four. See, I don't know that I agree with that. I don't either. I think he's going to have definitely... He might be good at the end of the season, but I think, especially at the beginning, he's going to be a little rusty, and that's just my opinion. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Mean, you know, that there's always an adjustment period. All right. Yeah. So I am on the clock. So we have Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, Bell... One thing to note, Zeke was passed over in the big board, and that's got to be because of the holdout. You know, if he's not there, is he going to pull Le'Veon Bell and not even play? Yeah, I, Maybe. I wouldn't even bother drafting Zeke. Um, you can, especially if he's still held out, you definitely can pick him up off the waivers if he decides to come back. Um, also, the R League's going to be a little different than most because it's eight persons, so the rosters are going to be a little more stacked than usual. Yeah. Just because there's less teams. Which I like, but it always, I mean, it doesn't matter who you have. It, it's never, it never, you know, if you're going through a rough patch with your team, it seems like you never have enough. And if you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're riding high, then, you know. Yeah, but also you could, like, win one game, like, Win consistently, and then, like, at the end of the season, just, like, lose one, right? So, okay, so the person ahead of me went auto-pick Ezekiel Elliott. I am going to go David Johnson. I think he, with Kyler Murray, is just going to... I think he's going to put up numbers. He's healthy again. All right, let me see... Okay, so David Johnson and Todd Gurley, seven. So number eight, this is the last pick of the draft, He or last pick of the round. He's got two in a row um, because that is how the snake works, if you're unfamiliar. And he goes Devontae Adams, and then he could have some nasty wide receivers. Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins to start round two. Still on the board, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Melvin Gordon, Travis Kelsey. I know who I'm going to go with my next pick. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey once I'm on the board, if he's still there. And That's smart. The reason is just because, like, fantasy is all about value, right? So there's really only top three amazing tight ends. There's Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. Yeah, someone might, you know, come up, but I could get Kelsey now. And a wide receiver like a Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs in my last pick. But if I don't take Kelsey, maybe Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle are all gone by my next pick at 22. We're at pick 11 now. Those next 11 picks, I could lose them all. So I, I got to go with Kelsey with the best value. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so we're back. We just had to, you know, we have a little time limit on our recordings. After Kelsey went Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill. Melvin Gordon, I believe, was an auto draft team. Yep. yep. So that's why. 
And then Juju Smith-Schuster, which I think he could have a huge year this year, um, being the number one target. And Roland is on the clock again, last pick of the second round. So he's picked number one overall, and now he's picking 16. Still on the board, he's got Joe Mixon, he's got OBJ, James Conner, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. And he's got two in a row, so he goes Odell, and... I don't really like that pick. Why not? I felt pressured. Uh, I just don't know how Odell's going to perform, you know, with the new team and everything. I feel uh, right. And then I'm going to go Zach Ertz. The reason I'm going to go Zach Ertz over George Kittle is because um, I did like what you said about the tight end thing. And, yeah, like you said. Although, also, Kyle Rudolph uh, in Minnesota's. Yeah. He had some good numbers, but it's a little flakier. Yeah, he um, had some big games for sure. But I... You know, we don't really know, like, and this is coming from a Patriots fan, like, I, we don't know where Garoppolo is. Right. And like, he just hasn't played enough. Yeah. Um, like I said, so you went Ertz with the first pick of the third round. Kittle went right after that. So I would think Travis Kelsey would have been gone if I didn't take him. So that makes my pick even more appealing to me. And then after George Kittle went Joe Mixon. So sorry to cut you off. But yeah. No, you're good. So Roland, you have Saquon, Odell, and Zach Ertz. That's a pretty strong team right now. We're still in round three. Uh, Joe Mixon was an auto pick, and I I really don't like auto pick just because like you never know who people are thinking. They could always surprise you and mess up the board a little bit. So who is on the board for me? So I have David Johnson and Travis Kelsey. James Conner just went. Um, so I'm probably going to go with a wide receiver on this pick and then a wide receiver, or a running back on my next pick. I'm looking at... I'm between Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. That's tough. Oh, man, I don't know. I hope this guy makes a decision for me so I don't have to, but... Because Mike Evans, you're in the Bruce Arians offense. He's going to go deep and throw the ball a lot. But Keenan Allen's just a real stud. So the guy had me went Nick Chubb, running back from Cleveland. The thing I don't like about Nick Chubb is he might only be like an eight-week player, and then you have Kareem Hunt that comes back from suspension. So there's a risk that you only get him. You know what I mean? There's a risk you only get him for eight weeks. So there's Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Dalvin Cook, Keenan Allen. Oh, man. I am going to go... Okay, here's what I'm going to... I'm going to go Mike Evans because I don't know how Antonio Brown's going to be. Interesting. But Keenan Allen, because he has a bye week of 12 and David Johnson and Travis Kelsey already have that same bye week, so I'm not going to draft a third guy with the same bye week. So I went with Mike Evans. Oh, okay. Bye weeks are a real thing unless you go, like... You're just going to decide to take a loss for that week. That's the only way, you know. All right, Antonio Brown goes off the board to, after Mike Evans. And this is the last pick of the third round. Who will he get? Dalvin Cook's on the board. Keenan Allen, Leonard Fournette, T.Y. Dalvin Cook it went. And same player. I mean, you still got players like on Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, I think Aaron Jones is a real sneaker sleeper on the uh, on the Packers. 
Also, I really like Mark Ingram in Baltimore, especially with that offense they're running. So the guy who just went uh, on Johnson off the board before Keenan Allen. Leonard Fournette just got drafted. I am back on the clock. Uh, there's still Keenan Allen, and I would love to take him. But once again, the the buy thing. I mean, if this is, the, I still need a second running back though, and I got I got like nine picks to go, and two of them are auto pick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Keenan Allen. I'm gonna take the three twelve week buy. I think that was smart. Yeah. Actually. Especially the way the board all fell. I think that was the best way. So Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen is now gone. Fourth pick of the fourth round in this eight-person draft. Uh, I'm looking, I'm liking my team so far. I got David Johnson, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey. I think I already got my next two picks laid out. I'm, looking, I'm feeling good, Rowan. I'm feeling real good. <laughs> Who's on top of the board, you might ask? We got T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cook, Stefan Diggs, and Devontae Freeman. So I think we're going to see a run on wide receivers go. I can tell you, Amari Cooper. So T.Y. Hilton is, yep, so he, that was auto pick. So after Thielen uh, went Josh Jacobs and then T.Y. Hilton because of auto pick. Roland is on deck with two picks in a row. There's Mari Cooper, Edelman, Cooks, Diggs, Freeman, Henry, Mack, Aaron Jones, Robert Woods, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Alshon Jeffrey, Chris Godwin, Chris Carson, Damian Williams, who some people might like I'm not a big fan of in Kansas City because I'm pretty sure I read somewhere they're going to go running back by committee. <sighs> Who's this guy going to take? Less than a minute left. I think he should take Cooper. That's who I would take. If I was on the board, I'd take Cooper. Is Edelman injured? Huh? Is Edelman injured right now? Not that I know of. Okay. He's not suspended, is he? No. Okay. (laughs) Not this year. Okay. Yeah, okay, so... He went dig, so Roland's got Cooper, Edelman. Two picks in a row. Cooper, Edelman, Cup, Cooks, Freeman, Henry, Mack, Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones a lot, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to probably take Freeman this round. Oh, uh, no, I can pick him up later. I was going to say. Right. And then... Yep, so he went Freeman on Atlanta, for those who don't remember. Who are you between? I have to look at like my uh, my bye weeks and stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven, nine, ten, eleven. I mean, Cooper's yeah. bye week is eight. He's still on the board. Yeah. Who did you go with? Before? Yeah, we'll just take Cooper. Whatever. I think that's a good. good... Who's your second running back? Do you have to? You have Saquon. Oh, Saquon and Freeman. Yeah. So you got Saquon, Freeman, Cooper, Ertz, and Odell. Pretty solid. 
I do say so myself. Yeah, pick five is probably usually when I start reaching for a quarterback. Yeah, I hear so. it. So, I mean, I got my next picks uh, scheduled out. I know who I'm taking next. It'll just be, if he's there, if they're both there. I, I mean, I guess I can say it because you're not drafting ahead of me. I'm looking at Mark Ingram um, because with the running style that they're going to do in Baltimore, I just think he's going to get a ton of touches, a lot of goal line touches, a lot of touchdowns. He can get those checkdowns from Lamar, so I like him. And then I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. I'm a big yeah, fan. I knew that was going to be – I knew that was one of the two. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a one, I'm a huge fan of pairing – your quarterback with a weapon on, except a running back. So a quarterback with a wide receiver or tight end. Um, so you get double points per touchdowns. And I mean, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's gonna have another five thousand fifty touchdown season, but that doesn't mean he's gonna be bad. Yeah, you know he's he's got week twelve by week as well. I'm okay. You know what? At this point, I'm just gonna say week twelve is a loss. And and. <laughs> And just roll with it. And, I mean, playoffs are weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17. I'm okay with taking a week week 12 loss. So after Roland's pick of Cooper, uh, we had Derrick Henry and Julian Edelman go. How do you feel about Julian Edelman in a fantasy draft? I have mixed feelings. It's, it's weird because none of the Patriots players, like, really put up the numbers that make you say, like... You know, like, uh, well, aside from Sony Michelle, which, which that's who I was talking about earlier when I was like, I was like, ooh, let me pick him up. And then I said, no, you know what? I can get him later. So, like, like even though he had, like, a great rookie season, um, and I'm sure he'll do just as, just as well for the Pats this year, it's just none of the play. I mean, it's the same thing that you always hear about the Patriots. They take all these janitors yep. and these scrubs and turn them into into these amazing uh, Pro Bowl players. So, like, you know, aside from maybe Sony Michelle this year, um, and maybe Nikhil Harry. I don't know. Uh, it, I guess it probably depends on how he does in the preseason and stuff. Um, yeah. Like, you can always find Patriot players in the in the waivers, and I think that's kind of the the case with Julian Edelman. Um, he's he's definitely someone that you can probably find on the draft board around like round nine or ten. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so after you went, Herrick or Henry and Edelman went Robert Woods, Aaron Jones. I drafted Patrick Mahomes. And then went Hunter Henry. I mean, he was Hunter Henry was the first tight end after Ertz, Kittle, and Kelsey. So that kind of shows you all about that value. Um, Marlon Mack went, which I'm not. I'm not taking anyone on the Colts if Andrew Luck's not healthy. Brandon Cooks and then Alshon Jeffrey. I'm on the board again. I'm gonna go Mark Ingram because of what I said before. But like I said about value, you still got. We're in round six of seven. So in a typical round, you're in five of six. If you want to talk about value, you still got Cooper Cup on the board. You still got DJ Moore on the board, who people are raving about in Carolina. Tyler Boyd's on the board. AJ Green's injured for a little while in the season. He could be huge. You know, Calvin Ridley had some huge games. 
Evan Ingram's a weapon. Tariq Cohen's a weapon. Philip Lindsay's a weapon. A weapon. Darius Geis is on the board. He was out all of last year, but I've heard good reports. So, like I said, still a lot of value. Um, after so after Ingram went Chris Carson, Aaron Rodgers, second quarterback off the board, and then Kenny Galladay. So and then Deshaun Watson. So it looks like a little run on QB might be going on. Roland, you're on the board twice. Yep. What are you thinking? And, uh, at this point, I will probably take... Uh, 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 maybe not. Yeah, uh, so at this point, I will take uh, Sony Michelle over James White, even though James White has a higher projected... Um, just by one spot, for those who are wondering. Yeah. Just by one spot. And then, you know, and now I'll probably look at quarterback situation. Um, the top... Since everyone else seems to be doing it. <laughs> top rated is... Matt Ryan, and then Andrew Luck. Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Dak, Drew Brees, Ben Russell, Kyler, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Lamar. It's a tough one. Uh, I don't, I never understand how Matt Ryan has such a high projection. I mean, he's got Julio, Ridley. He's got, yeah, and I guess that's the other thing. In fantasy, it does not matter if your team wins or loses. It matters how many yards and stuff they get and that's something that's always hard for me to translate because i'm like but atlanta sucks <laughs> they might be good uh, though they were really injured last year so i mean you know i went with matt ryan but it's that's something that it's hard for me to wrap my head around like like to just be able to project that you know yeah tom brady will win you 12 games a season but Yes. So, Roland, you went with Matt Ryan. We're going to end this mock after round eight. So, that's kind of halfway through the draft. We'll say who our rosters are. We'll touch on the Premier League, and then we'll catch you guys next week. But, um, I mean, I, I really like my team so far. Mahomes, Johnson, Ingram, Evans, Allen, Kelsey. That's pretty – I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've got some weapons on there. I remember uh, after the draft last year, <laughs> we saw your team, and we were like, holy crap, how are we going to beat Michael? Yeah, we I... did like a preseason poll, and I think only me, you, and Cole voted on it, but we were all like, oh my god. Yeah, I, I don't remember who I had on my team, but I distinctly remember I was just like, I have the best team. Yeah, I mean, you had... You had um... I think I had Mahomes. You did have Mahomes. Um, you had like Mahomes. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember, either, but it, it was good. It was a good team. Uh, but I didn't win, so that tells you all about fantasy. You know, you could have crazy drafts, but still lose. Um, let's see. After rolling with Matt Ryan, went Cooper Cup. Then went Chris Godwin, and then went Evan Ingram. 
So just I I just gotta say again that tight that all about that value at tight end position. If you're not getting a top three, don't reach for one because there's just no like even Evan Ingram, big weapon, but he's playing on the Giants. So who do you know? I am on the clock. Top of the board is James White. I I, I struggle with Watt or New England running backs just because you never know week to week who's gonna get the get the call. Kenyon Drake is an old boot, so I'm not drafting him. Tyler Lockett had a perfect pass rating with Russell Wilson last year. They lose Doug Baldwin. They get DK Metcalf. I don't know. I'm not getting Mike Williams because I already have Keenan Allen, so I'm not going to siphon targets from each other. I'm probably going to go DJ Moore because I like Cam Newton better than Andy Dalton. Calvin Ridley, maybe... Yeah, I'm probably I'm gonna go I'm gonna go DJ Moore. I will say yeah, I we're not gonna uh, get we're not gonna get to this part of the draft on the podcast, but my backup quarterback will be Josh Allen. One because I'm a Bills fan, but also I think he'll put up a ton of fantasy points. Tyler okay, so Tyler Lockett went right after me. And then so Roland and I both have one pick left. The defenses, usually what I do for defense and kickers, I usually just go with the Bills. I just go with my team just because it's easy to root for. But I also think, I do think the Bills will have a good defense. Top rated are Bears, Jaguars, Bills, Rams, Vikings, Saints, Chargers, Patriots. I think those are all good. Um, And then kicker, I just go with the Bills because it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, it does, but it shouldn't. I was just looking through the tight ends, and um, I don't see your boy Tommy Sweeney at all. Tommy Sweeney? Oh, yeah. I know he's on. He's on there. He's just... I mean, he's a a seventh-round pick in Buffalo. Oh, there he is. 504 ranked. Ranked 504th. I draft him still. Alright, so after TJ Moore, Tyler Lockett from Seattle, and San Francisco's Tevin Coleman, and then went Jarvis Landry. So my last pick, going into backups now. I'm going to go with probably a running back. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay, I think I know who. A lot of good receivers on the board still. Jared Cook. Jared Cook might be a sleeper at tight end this year in New Orleans. I mean, look at this. LaShawn McCoy still available at 90. He was a top three round running back last year. I think he's still good. All right. Oh, Philip Lindsay went. That was my pick. Really, I'm not in love with any of these players. Like I said, James White, no. Kenyon Drake, no. Michael Williams, no. Could go Tyler Boyd, but I already have four. I already have three wide receivers. I, I have to go running back. David Montgomery. Could go Geis, but I don't think the Redskins will be that good. Mm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a homie. I'm going to go LaShawn McCoy. I think he might surprise some people. All right, so we got five picks left in the round. 
Roland's the last one. And we'll see what happens. Latavius Murray, definitely something to look at because he'll take Mark Ingram's role. So Tyler Boyd just got drafted after McCoy. Like I said, this is an eight-person team, eight-team draft. So, like, in a 10-person league or a 12-person league, you're not going to get Mahomes, Johnson, Evans, Allen, and Kelsey. It's just not going to happen. But in our situation, it might. Yeah. So... All these, these bye weeks, man. It seems like everybody that's worth anything has a... 7, 8, 9, 10 bye week. Yeah. Which is tough. Who are you thinking of drafting with your last pick, Roland? Uh, well, I'm, I've got three running backs and two wide receivers, so I'll probably go with a wide receiver. Um, I'm thinking either Sammy Watkins, just because he's with Patrick McCombs, he's not with the Bills or, yep. or with Alex Smith or anything like that. So, like, you know, he'll put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, a Calvin Ridley. Something like that. Alright. Alright. So James White and Kenan Drake went. Um those were kinda auto draft. So Roland is on the clock after this pick. And we will see who he gets. Other players on the board I like Daryl Henderson, especially if Todd Gurley doesn't play. Um Austin Eckler if Melvin Ingram doesn't play. I've heard good things about David Montgomery. I think I mentioned Latavius Murray. Um, who else? So Vance McDonald just went. I think that's a huge reach, but like I said, value at the tight end position is tough to find. I like Devin Singletary on the Bills, but that might be more for a dynasty league um, as opposed to this year. I remember Chris Thompson's on the board. He was good last year before he got hurt. So I like him a lot but I'm going to stay away from the Redskins because of injuries. Who else do I like? Uh, now we're getting into real thin running. Oh, it's because I'm all filtered on running backs. Stupid. All right, Mike Williams still on the board. Sammy Watkins drafted by Roland. Uh, Calvin Ridley still there. Andrew Luck. I mean, he's injured. D.D. Westbrook might be a number one in Jacksonville. Dante Pettis heard good things. Jared Cook, like I said, in New Orleans, I would have taken him over Vance McDonald. Whoever Team Lavoy is, I think you're an idiot. Um, Curtis Samuel looking good. David Njoku could be dangerous. Cam Newton, Baker, Deshaun Jackson. Eric Ebron scored 13 touchdowns last year. You got a bunch of quarterbacks, and I'm going to leave this draft now. But So, Roland, uh, who's your team? Mine so far is Mahomes. David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, DJ Moore, and LaShawn McCoy. Who'd you have? I had uh, uh, Matt Ryan, Saquon Barkley, uh, Devontae Freeman, Odell Beckham, Amari Cooper, Zach Ertz, Sony Michelle, and then on the bench, Sammy Watkins, Calvin Ridley. Um, as far as defenses go, I think the first defense went off. Yeah, someone took the Bears' defense uh, already. 
I wouldn't, even though they're projected, and I'll say it's because they lost Vic Fangio, and I think they're bound to slip. That's a shame. Yeah. All right, so, Roland, do you want to talk to us about the Premier League real quick, and then we'll sign off? Yeah, I am. I just left the draft. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, just kind of last... Last kind of things, um, you know, we talked a lot about the Premier League last year when we started up because, well, two of us watched it. <laughs> last year was my first season watching it. Um, Xavier sort of watches it. Uh, but the Premier League just started back up this this weekend. Um, you know, pretty typical stuff. Uh, there weren't really any big upsets uh, of note. Um, you know, uh, there early on, they were playing uh, Aston Villa, who's a, they're an old historic club. Um, and they were actually the, like the first of the newly promoted teams to score. They had a lead on Tottenham for a little bit, uh, but other than that, you know, everything's pretty, pretty expected. Um, Chelsea lost to Manchester United, which is the only real big team that lost. Um, was Chelsea? Uh, every all the the rest of the big six teams won, um, and. Man City uh, has a pre, well, not a pretty firm grasp, but they they came out of the out of the gate uh, pretty hard. Um, when Liverpool played on Friday, I was like, they they scored three goals or they scored yeah four goals, and I was like, four goals in the first half. Sorry, against Norwich, who's a newly promoted team, and I was like, oh dang, like. I almost feel a little bad, uh, but then Norwich scored a goal, and um, when you're looking at the title race, um, this could, you know, the, the title race last year was literally decided by one point. Uh, Man City won the league with 98 points, uh, and Liverpool came in second with 97. To put that into perspective for you, um, 97 points, which is what Liverpool got would have been enough points to win the league in 21 of the 23 seasons that the Premier League has been uh, running um, the way that it has. Um, And the only two seasons that that hasn't been enough was last year uh, with Man City getting 98 points and the year before with Man City having over 100 points. Um, So pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Man City is definitely uh, a dynasty, which is a little weird to say after only two seasons, Um, but when you play 38 games and you're doing all these other international, um, you're having all this other international success along with it, um, it's it's a pretty crazy thing. Um, They're super stacked and they won. They throttled West Ham five to nil. Uh, so they're already two 
one goal ahead of Manchester United on goal difference and two goals ahead of Liverpool on goal difference. So um, that's kind of something to, to keep in mind, uh, the goal differences uh, as you progress through the season because that's kind of how they do tiebreakers. Um, if two teams were to end the season with the same amount of points, it would come down to who scored the most goals mm. uh, versus like goals for versus goals against and stuff. So, um, interesting stuff. Um, like I said, there weren't really any any surprises um, in some of the outcomes. Um, yeah. Uh, other things of note, um, Liverpool played Chelsea today in the UEFA Super Cup, so the winner of the Champions League uh, plays the winner of the Europa League, and uh, those two winners both happen to be Premier League teams, um, and it just happened to be Liverpool and Chelsea, and so uh, Liverpool beat Chelsea uh, actually off of penalties at the end of extra time. Uh, both teams put up two goals each in uh, full time and then uh, in extra time. Or actually, they both they each put up a goal in, in the full time in regulation and, and then uh, in extra time, they each put up a goal, and then it was decided to penalties. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy stuff. Um, especially since you know a lot of people thought that Chelsea was going to take a bit of a dip, losing Eden Hazard and um, Mauricio Sarri, their manager. Um, but for them to you know, go up against Liverpool and basically have it decided in penalties. You know, Chelsea's not a scrub, not, you know, scrubs, but I think their expectations for this season were a little bit lower uh, going into it, and it just showed that they're just as, as deadly as ever. Uh, so that's something to watch out for. Um... Also, soccer news, Bundesliga starting up uh, this weekend. So, uh, you know, if you don't have anything better to do, check out some soccer. Fun yeah, stuff. For sure. Um, there are some, I'm sure there are some bars, if you're 21, in the area. Like I know in Baltimore, if like every Saturday morning, because they're five hours ahead, they'll have like soccer games on and it could definitely be fun. I personally, I think we'll start watching some Chelsea because of Christian Pulisic to see um, him do some work. That's that's the only reason. It's not like jumping on the Chelsea bandwagon. It's it's jumping on the USA future. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that's the only reason. That's, yeah, that's fine. It's just gonna be two versus one versus one. Oh, do you, trust yeah. me. I I'm not gonna talk uh, trash no, on it. I'm I'm just oh. gonna talk about Christian Pulisic if he has a good highlight. Um, so let let's wrap this up, Roland. Do you have a favorite sports moment from the past week and a half? Uh, it's 
kind of hard to narrow down just one. Uh, the Nats have been playing pretty well, and that's always ex- that's that's a lot of fun for me. Um, football's coming back. Soccer's back. I mean, really, just you know, actually having having more than like just the MLS or or Padres games uh, yeah. <laughs> is is exciting. So. Just we're kind of out of that drought. College football's coming back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're out of that little sports drought that we get, and that's yeah. fun. Yeah, I can't wait. So mine was just that football is back. We talked about Xavier's already. John didn't give us his because I think he was sprung well. on work last minute. But uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, things to look forward to next week. Preseason talk again. Um, our fantasy draft. And some hard knocks, maybe some Premier League from John. And you know if any holdouts and contracts get signed, we will be the first to let you know. So please give us a share on Twitter, a retweet, a comment. Please reach out. We would love some audience participation. And I think it'd make it more fun. So we got a memo podcast. Thanks for listening. And we will see you guys next week.